Welcome to the Hedgewitch Herbarium Podcast. I'm Kelly Proudfoot and in this episode I'll be sharing how Hedgewitch Herbarium came into being. Like most children, the natural world was a place of wonder for me in my childhood, especially dark woods and the ocean. The plant kingdom held and still holds a sense of mystery to me and the animal kingdom has always been close to my heart. In my teen years, I first learned about herbalism from the older women I interacted with, and one nice lady took me for a trip to the mountains on the outskirts of Melbourne in Australia. We visited a herb farm and bought seedlings and books, and I remember that the proprietors had two geese which acted like guard dogs. They chased me through the gardens and then into the shop where everyone laughed, telling me that they wouldn't have hurt me, but I kept peering over at the two of them gazing directly through the window at me while I checked out the books, plants and other products for sale. The smell of the drying herbs overhead hanging from the rafters, mixing in with the sweet incense and oils and live plants gave me a secret thrill I still can't articulate properly. It was like finding a true home. Sampling a cup of herbal tea, which was chamomile, deepened my experience into the world of herbs and I've never looked back. Well, maybe I looked sideways since I still had to earn a living and back then I wasn't aware of how to start a business, not to mention a herbal business. I learned quickly that established medicine and pharmaceuticals took precedence over the use of natural products which was akin to witchcraft or simply an old wives', wives tale to be scoffed at. So that's something that we continue to deal with. Um, it wasn't until later when I discovered that the chemicals and side effects of mainstream medications were making me and my family sick, no matter how well they worked to deal with the symptoms. But that was the problem. The medicine might have dealt with the symptoms, but the underlying causes were waiting to flare up again. Learning that eating a whole food diet without added chemicals was a step in the right direction. At first I was disappointed when I started dabbling with herbalism since the medications I was used to contained manufactured compounds at higher strengths and doses, meaning that relief was a lot faster than the herbs. Again I discovered the difference. Mainstream medications are a quick fix and even the long-term drugs are maintaining the status quo without dealing with the underlying issues of poor health and bad eating habits. When eating a healthy, balanced diet and using herbal medicine intermittently, as well as daily um, for ongoing maintenance, I discovered that my need for the mainstream medications dropped sharply. I was no longer suffering chronic inflammation, which was also helped by dropping wheat and gluten from my diet, and I wasn't reaching for the pills when I got a headache or back pain, for example. <laughs> Cutting out processed foods and concentrating on organic whole foods, along with creating my own medicine and teas, has helped me develop a much healthier lifestyle without paying for weight programs, costly medication and regular doctor visits. My first step into becoming properly educated about herbalism was when I found the Chestnut School of Herbal Medicine. 
After wading through countless herbal schools and programs, I discovered Chestnut accidentally. Curious to learn more, I clicked on their link and immersed myself myself in their intensive teachings, which went for two and a half years. In comparison to the other programs, the Chestnut School of Herbal Medicine offers several courses, with the main one being the Herbal Immersion Program. Opting to pay per month, I signed up and was immediately ensconced in gorgeous materials like workbooks that were rich in detail and beautiful images, countless videos, a forum to share your progress with other students and staff and other wonderful perks, which includes discounts at various herbal and gardening supplies. The Chestnut School of Herbal Medicine present their courses in such a light-hearted and user-friendly way that you forget that you're learning and delving deep into the world of medicine, so the growing and the making of the medicine. From the ground up, you learn about climate and planting regions, the soil, growing and nurturing herbs from seed, organic gardening, harvesting, foraging, medicine making and a lot more. And uh, the projects were so much fun, which took away my fear of making my own tinctures, teas and elixirs. After two and a half years, I successfully completed the Herbal Immersion Program and I'm excited to share my wisdom with you. Over the years, I have read countless books and grown many herbs, mostly for culinary and ritual use. Now that I know about herbal medicine, I love the idea of making herbal products not only in line with good manufacturing processes but which are also aligned with pagan principles. Being a crone myself, I deal with issues such as hypothyroidism, occasional adrenal fatigue, thinning hair and type 2 diabetes. I have to take medicine for my thyroid, but I formulate my own teas and tinctures to help combat the side effects and to help my thyroid perform at optimum levels whenever I can. Hormonal issues such as hot flashes are a thing in the past for me, thank goodness. However, I'm still dealing with thinning hair and keeping my sugar down. When you're over 50, postmenopausal and dealing with health issues, it can be a challenge, especially when you're stressed with a hectic lifestyle. Other conditions can exacerbate these issues, such as depression, anxiety and personal problems. From a psychological point of view, women are considered or consider themselves past their prime when they're over 30, not to mention 40 or 50. When I reached 50, I thought it was all downhill from there. With my health dwindling, enduring joyless employment and suffering from depression over being old and other things, with nothing to show for my life, or so I thought, I felt like I'd already had my turn and that I'd failed miserably. I decided it was time to turn over a new leaf and make my life worth living, starting with my diet. I knew that I was giving my body terrible fuel when it came to eating, so I started researching good health, doing my best to drop processed foods where possible, giving up wheat and gluten where possible, and preparing organic meals, and also choosing healthy options when eating out and exploring alternative healing 
helps with developing a good diet. Um, Getting back into herbalism has also reignited my pagan side. Like herbalism, I dabbled over the years with paganism and wrestled with my atheistic agnostic thoughts all along. Getting back into nature and growing my own herbs and veggies when I can and seeing the correlations between medicinal and magical herbalism helped me reaffirm my path. Now I feel like being a crone is honourable and righteous. I think of my life now as a second wind, filled with possibilities and continued learning. And to pass on that learning and to help others is deeply exciting for me. Uh, when asked by uh, other people about getting older, my I, my favourite artist, Fally Myers, once said, and I love to share Um, what she said about getting older which was um, I'm a wild goose on the home stretch and um, you should check out Valley Mize she's a wonderful Australian artist or she passed away of course um, in the early 2000s but I actually met her and spent some time with her it was just a a shame that she passed away Um, but you should check out her artwork it's amazing And um, I always kick myself because she had said to me a few years before she passed away that she'd love to do um, a a painting or a drawing of me. And if I'd sit for her and I would, I said, I'd love to, but because I was working all the time, I didn't end up going ahead and doing that. So that's something I've always kicked myself for. I would have loved for her to draw me. Not that it's not a vanity thing. It was just, it would be interesting to see her interpretation. Um, So apart from herbalism, of course, and um, practicing the craft, which I do in a more natural solitary way I'm not the kind of witch who goes out there putting it in people's faces as a matter of fact a lot of people when they get to know me and find out that I dabble in that side of things they're really surprised although others will say yeah I thought there was something about you but um, it's the herbs that really links me in because it's all about nature the seasons And um, that's what links me into my version of spirituality. As I mentioned before, I sometimes lean towards the atheistic or agnostic sides only because organized religion is um, so far removed from true spirituality in my eyes. Um, So this series that I'm presenting here isn't just going to be about magical herbalism and ritual and how to make your own incenses. It's also going to every now and again touch on things like the culinary side. Um, It's nothing nicer than being able to run out to your garden and pick what you need when you're cooking, but also creating uh, the cosmetic side of herbalism, things like balms and hair rinses and poultices and ointments as well as the herbal medicines like tinctures and decoctions and elixirs. Um, It's really something really exciting when you can go to the medicine cabinet and pull out stuff that you've made. Um, For example, fire cider is a a wonderful um, mainstay we go to whenever we feel a tickling in the throat here in my house 
Um, another thing I make is um, another thing I learned from the Chestnut Medical School, which is um, the dandy orange bitters, which is great for your liver and getting the digestive juices flowing. And um, another thing that they make is Coolio Weedios, which is a Ukrainian blood cleanser, which is really great for, as the teacher Juliet says, when you feel the punies coming on, um, it really helps to boost your system. And um, one of my favorite medicines I learned to make through the school was the um, a, a mushroom decoction um, called, I think it's um, maple medicine or mushroom decoction. And it's a, a kind of medicine that you make when you're simmering the herbs and the mushrooms, of course, over eight hours on a very low heat. And um, at the end, you strain it and put a little bit of 100 proof alcohol in to preserve it, as well as some maple syrup. And it's got things in it like cinnamon chips and cardamom. It's just a beautiful medicine. You just take a 30 mil shot every day and it helps. It's an adaptogen, so it helps keep the stress levels at bay and I have to make another batch. I've got all the ingredients. Um, throughout this podcast, I'll also be sharing the different sources. If I can't grow what I need, um, one of the places I get, I source a lot of my um, herbs and spices and other ingredients from is um, Mountain Rose Herbs, which is a wonderful website because it's all organic and it's ethically sourced and wildcrafted stuff as well. It's a really great website. So I'll be posting that info on um, the site for the podcast soon, but I'm going to end this now and hopefully in the next episode you'll be here with me and we'll be delving more into herbalism. So until next time... Blessed be.